bitches don't like me. Cause like, I'm pretty as fuck. <laughs> Just the other day, I heard a hoe say, matter of fact, what could a hoe say? With a face like this and a bitch this pay? Shit, what could a hoe say? The bag so expensive, my pussy can't get it. Body so nice, they be saying who did it. But everything natural, actual, factual. Prissy in the streets, but I fuck like an animal. I do hoes know who the fuck I am. From your boyfriend down to my Instagram. To all them busted ass hoes that you kiki with. I bet your jaw drop if you ever see me, bitch. I'm her, 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 her. She, 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 she. Take a pic, it's me. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast hosted by yours truly, K, aka Khalif in the streets, okay? Thank you for coming back to my show. Um, this episode is a little bit special. I actually have my second guest of the year. Y'all know this year I haven't really been too willing <laughs> uh, to work with other people because I just felt really introspective this year for some reason. I don't know why. I just kind of fell into it and I was like, I don't want nobody on the show. I had my friend, a friend of mine come on and then um, I have another friend coming on um, who actually does OnlyFans, all right? So I know OnlyFans is a phenomenon. It, it, it literally is a phenomenon that a lot of people are either working in or are fascinated with. So I invited a friend by the name of Castro to come on and talk about that. So I hope you all enjoy this cute little interview. If you're curious about the life of someone who does OnlyFans and they're a sex worker child and they're making their coins and they're doing it for pleasure and fun and just some of their some of their views and their life experiences, not only as an OnlyFans content creator or as a sex worker, but as a person, as a human who also does community work as well. So I hope you all enjoy this special episode of Minds. And uh, yeah, of course, I will be back with more you know, vibes and, and, and good stuff for y'all to listen to. So I really hope you enjoy this interview style, cute conversation, but interview style of me interviewing a friend of mine about their journey with OnlyFans. All right. Please spread the word about this episode. This is the audio version. You could also watch the visual version on my YouTube channel. Um, and my new handle now on YouTube is Khalif Now, the perfect blend, okay? So just type in Khalif Now, that's K-A-L-E-E-F-N-O-W, the perfect blend, and I should pop right up and subscribe. And for those of you who have subscribed, I got some new subscribers and a lot of views on my most recent videos, which I'm shocked about, but um, a lot for me. I think I got like almost 300 on each video. I was like, oh, people watching, okay. I'm like, y'all watching. But um, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe and um, share, like, comment, engage with the content, have a good time. Um, also, too, if you're leaving hateful comments, I will find you out and block you, honey, because I've been getting a lot of people saying some crazy stuff to me in my comments. But I also understand this is what we do, you know, So, but I, I can't, you know, these people talking real greasy in my comments. You know what I'm saying? So, um, <laughs> but I'm a tough girl. I got it. You know, I got it. 
Um, but anyways, show me love. I'll show you love. If you have any show ideas, feel free to always DM me on Instagram. Keep it appropriate. Keep it cute. I do not tolerate people harassing me. I ain't got no time for that. People are weird as hell in this world. But if you are just a genuine person who wants to really talk about great stuff and or interesting topics, I'll, I'm always an open ear as long as it aligns with me. All right. Anyways, let me start rambling. I hope you enjoy this episode. Episode 64. My friend Castro and their OnlyFans journey. Let's get into some tea about OnlyFans, child. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of, of the Perfect Blend podcast hosted by yours truly, Kay, a.k.a. formerly known as Kay Day. You can also call me Kali Deep in the Streets. Okay, welcome to my podcast. So normally for people who um, listen to my podcast, I normally do audio episodes. Occasionally, I will do a visual episode here and there. So today y'all are getting lucky because I have a special guest who is a friend of mine um, and an amazing soul, an amazing spirit. Welcome, Michael Cashel. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm sorry I don't have like the fancy side effects, but we're here and we're getting it popping. Okay. I'm curious. Yes. So a little bit about Michael. Michael, oh, I, I refer to Michael as Castro. I like I like I love your last name, Castro. It's so fierce. Yeah, everyone says that too now. Can I call you that? I like calling. I already call yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. Yeah. So Castro is a community advocate, and Castro also um does a little bit of content, but not your usual content. This content is a little bit steamy. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> yes. So um, today we are going to have a really, really great conversation, a really, really informative yet fun, lighthearted conversation about sex work and what that looks like. And uh, Castro currently... um you know, works in, in that particular realm and, and wanted to come onto my show and speak about certain things about it and, you know, give us more of a candid look and understanding as to what that is like for them and their perspective, okay? All righty. So, Castro, can you, before we get into the questions of that, tell me a little bit about you. Where are you from? Um, like, who who is who is Michael Castro? Great question. Um, I'm originally from San Francisco, and I know you're also originally from the Bay too, right? I'm originally from Fresno, California. Okay, nice. Is that considered the Bay? No, I <laughs> wish. Oh, <no. laughs> Fresno is Fresno is like Northern California. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm originally. Central Valley. Uh, oh, okay, like Central. Yeah, it's on the way to the Bay. Um, Our well, friends. Our mutual friend shades me and says that Fresno is basically Bakersfield, which it isn't. Um, yeah, because that's like miles away from Bakersfield. Yeah. Yeah. They don't understand, though, because they're L.A. girl. Mm-hmm. You know how L.A. girls are. But back to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm originally from San Francisco, Daly City. I moved out with my family when I was eight. And I live now in the San Fernando Valley, L.A. County. Um, I'm an artist. I'm a poet. I'm... Um, I'm comic relief. Uh, I love shooting the shit and kicking and being stupid. Um, I don't know what else to say. But I do sex work. That's it. <laughs> and it's okay. And it's okay that you do sex work. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, that was like the last piece. I was like, what else? Oh, the sex work. Yeah. And I do like light sex work on the side. 
Well, a girl has to get her coins, okay? No judgment here. Gas, gas, groceries. And, and you also do community work as well. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, so you do a lot. You're a jack of all trades. I am. They're going to put some respect on your name after this interview, okay? I'd love to jack all the trade. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm doing good. I'm actually just getting off of being sick. I contracted something. And so I'm kind of like trying to get back on my feet and that's another thing about sex work like you will contract things just test yourself and like treat yourself afterwards and stuff like that and take care of yourself so i guess that's an ironic thing about this piece is that i contracted something and i'm like sick Yikes. yeah well, but i appreciate your transparency and your candidness there <laughs> and I hope, you're, I hope you're recovering pretty well i know we talked off record and you're doing good it's a lot better <laughs> yes. So with that being said, can you define sex work, the meaning of sex work? Can you define that? What What is sex work and what does that mean? What's the meaning of that? Yeah, I think sex work is anything in an exchange of pleasure, currency, um, sometimes housing, sometimes somewhere to stay. Um, they There's a saying in sex work where it's like, sex work is the oldest trade in the book like people have been doing uh sex work since a millennia ago you know mm. um, but yeah i think it's just anything whether i don't think there necessarily has to be penetration in sex work like uh like a dom is, is considered sex work you know like going to a dungeon and like working um that's like sex work like it's not always penetration it could be it can mean a lot of what did you put on glasses <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm a magical girl, honey. She's she's beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a it's a it's a number of things. So it's like, yeah, you, you know, sex work can be working on a corner, you know, walking the boulevard, or it can be um, virtually talking to someone all the way in China that likes your feet. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, or also, like back in the day, they used to do phone sex too, right? Like, phone oh my god, yes, phone uh, phone sex operators, yeah, and like Let chat rooms, live links. Let me hear your best phone sex operator voice. Oh, honey, she's the interviewer. Can I hear yours? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling Los Angeles uh, single fathers. No, that's a very not, femme voice. Not single fathers. Jesus. <laughs> we don't want to break up happy homes. No. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. So, okay, so you're saying that sex work is something that is done in exchange rather and it could be utilizing your body it could be done through a virtual platform it could be done through any type of like phone or things like that on camera it could be done with the old school notion of it which is taking it to the streets mm. a street walker a lady of the night or a boy of the night yes. catch that <laughs> um yes so and also too, sex work also incorporates um you know certain professions such as like exotic dancing mm. um burlesque dancing as well right cam yeah. shows pole dancing so it's an umbrella term for all forms of pleasure that are mm -hmm. exchanged for some form of currency correct rather yeah. it be money or housing or food or shelter mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, some, some type of like eroticism and an exchange for something that the other party either needs or requests. Like sometimes um, like the, the girls on the Twitter, like they'll have like an Amazon list and they'll just be like, oh, you want a picture? Like buy me something on my Amazon wish list. So like it could be anything. The girls on Twitter, can you tell the listeners about Twitter? Can you tell the girls about that world? 
Yeah, I think so. OnlyFans and Twitter and just for fans, like everyone needs to utilize some social media platform to get their their audience, especially if most of the most of it's visually or visually being recorded and being you know sold or um, being watched online. Yeah. So like Twitter is probably like the best format for you to commercialize yourself. So like you'll use Twitter to you know send. Or post videos or snippets of something that you just did, or photos or very hot photos, um, and it's I think it's the only platform right now besides maybe Snapchat where you can like still post things um, nude. Oh, um, so on those those two uh, apps are where people could post explicit photos mm-hmm. and be paid for it or figure out a way to market themselves. Mm-hmm. So sort of like an advertising tool in a way. Yeah, like I encourage, yeah, if you if you're looking into doing OnlyFans work or or, um, sex work virtually like Twitter, Snapchat, lightly Instagram, lightly Facebook. um, But those are like your your main go to's where you want to like sell yourself. You mentioned earlier, the journalist in me is out. You mentioned (laughs) earlier how sex work is one of the oldest trades. That is something that T.S. Madison also speaks of. Um, you know T.S. Madison is, correct? Well, yeah, T.S. Yeah, <laughs> Madison, Diamond Styles. I don't know if you know who Diamond Styles is. She's fantastic as well. She's Check her out, March's Fate podcast, Black Trans Talk, amazing woman. Um, but sex work, um, for the listeners and viewers, sex work is one of the oldest trades um, known to man, where also, too, outside of currency, some individuals also do sex work for survival as well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you are an individual who lives a life where you exist amongst the margins within society, it can be difficult for you to obtain housing, to obtain a sustainable job or equitable employment, right? So mm-hmm. it, in, in some cases, sex workers, it's a choice, correct? Mm-hmm. No, of course. Yeah. And then also for some, it's actually just strictly for survival. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true? or Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, even if you think about BC, like, the 1400s like men or fathers would sell their daughters for like cattle like oh mm. you know like someone will come to your door and be like oh i want your daughter i have these five sheep and you know the daughters would be like you know, like yes like i like yeah my family could use these sheep i'll go with you you know what i mean mm. so like that in itself is like you know like oh i have five other siblings here that need to eat for the winter and i have like i will you know go with this man so that my five other siblings can eat so like in a sense that's like survival like you want to it is survival or you might have a mother who has a daughter and her daughter is beautiful and like i've heard of situations like that where an older man would be interested and i'm and by the way we are not supporting um what is that called? Sex trafficking or human trafficking? Yeah, sex trafficking. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'm not supporting that. I'm just saying I've heard of stories where parents will have a pretty daughter or a beautiful, attractive daughter who's, and they auction her off to older men. Yeah. Um, I actually. Is that a form of sex work or is that a form of something else? Because we want to tread lightly with that. I don't want nobody coming for me on YouTube, child. Okay. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's a touchy subject. That's, that's a very touchy subject. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move you know on. what's funny? You know it's not funny, but like, I you probably revoke my gay card for this, but I've never seen the color purple, and I saw it for the first time the other day, and mm. like, he kind of gives his daughter to this man, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and like that, like that was, and that's not even like BC. That was like maybe like 
the 17 not, not the 1700s but like maybe the 1800s mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah that's it's it's it is crazy and um yeah it's 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 interesting how people's bodies are in a way outside of sex work and you know someone doing sex work as a profession this mm-hmm. broadens the conversation as to how some individuals are sort of auctioned or forced as well mm-hmm. when, when we talk about human trafficking and um, and sex trafficking mm-hmm. what are your, do you have any thoughts on that um for some reason my mind just keeps going to like how you know essentially inherently like all of our bodies like I'm not sure if I'm going to frame this right, but like, like we're all sex workers, right? Like everyone uses their bodies or the government or or capitalism all uses our bodies, you know, whether it's in the food service industry, whether it's in the office, whether it's, um, you know, on the field construction uh, in the military. It's so it's like, it's, it may not be sex work, but like people are using our bodies all the time, you know, for things. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how that's thing is, <laughs> Oh no, no, I see. So, so are you? So, are you saying that in a way, our bodies are being utilized within this capitalistic world that we live in? Not even just our society, but yeah. in the world, our bodies do have to be used in a way. Rather, you're clocking in at a nine to five or mm-hmm. doing physical labor at a construction job. There yeah. is some sort of labor that is done, rather be done on your physical body or your mind as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, where our bodies are all being utilized in some way. So you're stating that sex work can also be put into conjunction with with regular forms mm-hmm. of work, right? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, essentially because we're all worker bees, you know what I mean? And like I I would I would die like my dream one day is to like really get successful with this stuff and like stop working a 9 to 5, you know, like I would love to get flown out go to Mykonos and like, you know, go, you know, let some old white, ugly, fat bastard suck on my toes and stuff like that for five, for $500, $800. And like, you know, working a nine to five job, you know, for the rest of my life is not realistic for me. Like that's, Mm -hmm. and you know, I get really envious of like the girls that up there that are like doing major big things, not big things, but like, you know, they're getting thrown out. Like making like a killing. Or, yeah, like yeah. cars. They got like um, these nice apartments, and I'm Houses. like, yeah. And I think it's so fierce. So like, I, I really do see myself one day like getting my body like get better, to, uh, getting my body better, and just like you know really really going for it and putting my because I have like my like a few of my toes in. I don't have my entire leg in in like the sex work and like the OnlyFans stuff. And um, sometimes it's draining because you know like the work that I do like it's hard to like go back on Twitter and like talk to all of these people that have just commented on this photo I liked and then engage with them because that's an important thing about on um, the sex work online at least is engaging with your followers because like that's how you keep them um, subscribing you right. know talking right. to them because that's what essentially a lot of people want is just someone to talk to and they want to see your 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 lady parts honey oh all <laughs> right well let's let's actually rewind how let's let's take it back for the audience. How did you get your start in sex work? Like, how how did you get your beginnings in this particular field? You know, it's funny because my ex at the time, we were like, you know, just recording ourselves for the fun of it. And we were like, we should make a Twitter, huh? And so, like, at the time, like, it was fun. And we were just, like, recording things. And, like, we had a few followers, but we weren't really, like, going crazy with it. And it wasn't until, like, um, him and I had separated 
I started like going into it more and I started like engaging more and um, was seeing that I was like making a penny off of it. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of cute, but um, it is tiring sometimes. I don't always have energy to um, go on it and engage with people. Um, and it's really, 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 really hard finding people to record with. Um, mm. Or yeah. like collaborate with. Yeah, and collab you, with. You, you have to post your content and you have to go out and find mm. other individuals. So is that a way to also grow your fan base or like your audience, your followers as well? I mean, yeah, like mm -hmm, collabing with other people. Like I've had people with a lot less followers than me, like reach out to me and like want to collab. And I'm like, yeah, of course, like because I have I have, you know, so and so more followers than you. So like it's kind of like helping other people out um, when someone who has like some type of following, you know, messages you and reaches out, you either share each other's posts you um share the content that you created together so it's kind of like an exchange of like not currency but like we're both getting something out of this mm. so so you got your start with a with an ex of yours correct so so this was something that was more so you sort of just kind of fell into it it wasn't it wasn't like a, oh i i need like to actually like do this as like a career or like a mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah you yeah fell into it Mm -hmm. It was just for funsies, and like now I, I've recorded like a, a handful of things like this year with um, a handful of people already. So it's kind of like, it's not like I I wish it was a career. I wish I had more because it it is a job like getting on your phone and like talking to these followers for hours on a day and, and having like, to engage with them in a way. So because at the end of the day, you are still selling a product, correct? Yeah, the product it, is the visual. So it's like I, you have to figure out a way to market yourself and engage and talk to them and keep them coming back, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And then I think for a lot of folks too, you know, even in general in the world of social media, we're so, you know, everyone takes a photo and we look at it, you know, mm -hmm. like we, we look at ourselves and we're like, this is wrong, this is off. And so like, imagine doing that with our naked bodies, yeah. you know? So, yeah, we're, we're taking pictures of our naked bodies and we're like, you know, I don't like this, you know? So it's, it's, it's this constant like, Re reintroducing yourself to like self-esteem and all these other things and so like it's it's that part and then also engaging with the followers and like people that you might not necessarily find attractive telling you things like oh my god you're so beautiful like oh thanks pa like you know what, what am i supposed to say <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. can you elaborate oh so you mentioned that it what also makes it difficult is the uh, what not only just engaging with your audience who's watching you right and having to pick yourself up when you're probably not feeling like it right but engaging mm -hmm. with them can you also elaborate more on the self-esteem aspect of it on mm -hmm. how can you talk more about like does, does it actually help one's self-esteem or does it actually decrease your self-esteem sometimes what are your mm -hmm. thoughts on that I think that's a good question. Um, I, th I remember we were talking earlier about how like um, just being, you know, as LGBT people and people of color, I, I know for myself, like I come from a household where, you know, a lot of things were absent, you know, like I didn't have both parents in the household all the time telling me things like, oh, you did such a great job. Like, oh my God, look at this. Like, you're so beautiful, Michael. Like, oh my God, you're so handsome. Like, oh, you look those so affirmations good. from your parents. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, the affirmations and the mirroring, like I didn't have any of that. And so like, as I get older and like being in Los Angeles and the vanity, like guys telling me that as I'm, as I'm like in my late twenties, that shit feels good. Like <laughs> it feels good and it's validating. So 
like I don't I don't ever let things like that like let the vanity get to me because I feel like one I'm a Virgo and two like I'm I, I, I just don't like sweat off of stuff like that I'm just like okay thank you whatever but um, I know for some people like you know they're the WeHo gays or like these really famous content creators they can they do not pay people dust you know like um you know their the egos and their vanity just like really gets them like they only hang out with people that look like them right. you know support and so forth and like my entire personality is not only fans content you know like i'm an artist i'm a poet i'm a, an advocate community worker and all these different things so like mm -hmm. this is just one little snippet of me on the side that i really do enjoy like in my private life Mm. a lot of people kind of know <laughs> but yeah it, it could it could eat, eat at people the ego stuff so so for you you're you're basically it doesn't really eat, eat at that for you because you're a Virgo <laughs> you're, <laughs> I'm okay but but I also like how you mentioned how validation is still a silent factor in the background for you a little bit yeah it, it definitely a little is bit. Yeah. yeah yeah it definitely is um and I think that's why I do things at 100% all the time, or not even 100%, but like I do things, um, I like getting praised, like my art, my poetry, I like being competitive, like I like, you know, doing things and, and knowing that shit's hot, like not just with the sex work, but like with my art and like other stuff. So like I do enjoy all of those little things because um, I don't I don't have a big ego. And so like, mm -hmm. or um, so yeah, that's that stuff just gets me high. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I like how you actually stated how you do other things outside of OnlyFans because oftentimes the misconception with OnlyFans um, workers or sex workers, right, is that this is all that they're capable of or mm -hmm. that they don't have other areas of their life, that they don't have other passions, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you actually mentioned that because that segues into, our, into my next question. What mm -hmm. are some common uh, misconceptions about sex workers that you would like to speak up about or speak on in general? Ooh. Or, or also to let's push it further. What are misconceptions about you that people have? Do to you doing only hands? So answer both of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I think some misconceptions of sex workers, I think like they're just one. I think a lot of people think that like they literally wake up and have sex all day. Like mm -hmm. that's not that is not what goes on. Mm -hmm. You know, the like really the people that are really invested in the in this trade have videographers. They have these sometimes they have like um people doing their Twitter stuff for them. Like they're you know they're it's a job like it's essentially a, a nine to five for them and so like they're not just waking up and having sex every day but a lot of the work is about sex so like mm. it might come up multiple times throughout the day right and so like i think that's just one conception misconception that like they just have sex all day um and i think another one too also is like the sti component um, are they being safe and stuff like that? But I'm like, you can you can contract an STI from hooking up with someone, one person today. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or you can contract it at a gangbang that it was recorded for OnlyFans with 10 other guys. So like, it's just a, you know, STIs, I feel like for the community has always been like, oh, you know, like if you do this, you're going to get it. And I'm like, but if you do anything, you're going to get it, you know? Mm. So, so you're stating that one misconception is oftentimes if you are a sex worker that you're just literally just having sex like like all day long just wham bam all day and then no. another one another one is that 
you are contracting or transmitting. Is that the same? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Journalists, get us together. Ouch. Um, <laughs> basically, you are more susceptible to receiving or or passing along STIs. But but your point is that either way, regardless. And you actually you actually told me this off air before a few months ago. You you, you said how either way you are so susceptible to STIs, regardless if you do sex work or not. Mm-hmm. If you're having up, sex in general, you're, if you're having sex in general, right? Or and also if if you're not getting tested, right? Mm-hmm. Don't a lot of the OnlyFans, uh, or correct me if I'm wrong, some of them also require their uh, fellow collaborators to to have a full um, full STI panel, mm-hmm. you know, sheet of their results proving that they are negative, correct, mm-hmm. or negative of all STIs, including HIV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, re- I I remember about a month ago. I um, can we get explicit? <laughs> Do what makes you feel comfortable, but be mindful of language. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember I want a month you to ago. Comfortable though. Go ahead. <laughs> I remember. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll like vaguely um, explain. Try to be it. a little mindful of it. We can't say like certain things, but because okay. I remember YouTube will pull this down. <laughs> no, I remember I, I filmed last month with this guy, amazing guy, really sweet, you know, big stuff. And um, I remember the conversation we had about STIs and um, sexual health. Um, he had told me like, you know, what are, you know, are you on PrEP? All these different things. And I said, yes, I'm on PrEP. But the last time I had got tested was, you know, in so-and-so month. So, you know, and I have had a lot of condomless sex since then. And he was like, okay, that's a good point. We should use condoms. And I'm like, yeah, like, so those are a lot of oftentimes like, and, I, and that's another good misconception too, is that like a lot of OnlyFans content creators, they're very on top of sexual health. They get tested all the time. They get tested before they meet with someone. They get tested. Um, they're on prep. They're on the STI prep. Um, they're like, they're really on top of like their sexual health. Mm. Now, now, PrEP for the audience, PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. It's a pill that an individual takes once a day to protect them from HIV, correct? Mm-hmm. I used to be a PrEP navigator back in the day. That's how we met. Yay. Um, <laughs> okay, awesome. Okay, so you were just stating that basically they, they, they're really good about their sexual health and maintaining that as best mm-hmm. as they can. Yeah, you really good. They're on top of it. Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate how you worded things, by the way. Thank you. Because <laughs> YouTube, if you say the wrong thing, honey, that, I need that. I'm save that for the phone call or the kiki after. Right. Because yeah, <laughs> right. I remember when I went beep, beep, beep. Right. I wish I could bleep it out. That'll make it more like, that'll make it more lit, right? I know, right? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for your answers in, in regards to that. Now, um, our next question is sex work really work or is it simply just for pleasure can people find pleasure in sex work can we elaborate a little bit more i know you mentioned that a little bit earlier but yeah i mean i've i've definitely enjoyed a lot of the collaborators i've um i've hooked up with and recorded with um some of them are like i consider this some of them friends um, and other ones are just like really good um, acquaintances that I have met. Acquaintances, acquaintances. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, acquaintances. LAUSD uh, school. Um, no, I don't do that. that. You're very educated. Oh <laughs> well, no, we're not gonna put ourselves down. You are more than qualified. But um, yeah. yeah, and so like, ooh, I'm drawing a blank. You were stating that um, you've actually developed a sense of community. 
yeah, yeah friendships acquaintances yeah yeah friendships um twitter has introduced me to so many people across the country oh. um maybe not so much around the world but like I, I literally had a friend that i met through twitter um and only fans content stuff um from texas and he flew out here like three weeks ago mm-hmm. and we like hung out and like did stuff and so like yeah it's, it's just like it's it's kind of like a little community like everyone knows kind of everyone like all the famous people and like who's who the ones to stay away from and like oh the ones, the yeah tea. there's like yeah there is no, the real tea, tea. yeah there is a lot of tea in content creating lots of tea and i think that's another thing too like that's why it's so important to like get tested and treat yourself because if, if if someone hears about you and you contracted something from them, the the OnlyFans girl, they go straight to line and they be like, you know, Michael uh, told me that he was da da da, and you know, I ended mm-hmm. up getting this the next day, and he lied to me like that. Oh, no so one does get messy. It gets a little messy. Yes, it gets really messy. Like I've seen some of the stuff on Twitter. I'm like, ooh, ooh, girl <laughs> shake the girl shake up the table. Yeah. Thank you for answering. Next question. We are running a little bit short on time. How does sex work affects one's love life? Oh, that's a good like question. Like a little succinct answer to that. Yeah. I mean, at the time, so like my ex and I, at the time we were in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. And so we, at the time we did um, collab with like one person for like OnlyFans stuff at that time. But um, yeah, we we were open before we even started creating content. But now if I were to start dating, um, I've already told, I tell a lot of my peers, like, if I were to start dating again, like, I would have to be in an open relationship. Like, I don't, I'm not a monogamous girl. Like, I don't see myself um, staying monogamous. I mean, maybe for, like, the first few months meeting someone um, just to get to know each other and all that stuff, which is, you know, I encourage everyone to, you know, to try to have space allotted for themselves to um, figure out who the other person is. But like, yeah, down the road, like um, open relationship is definitely my gig. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, I, yeah, I would always, I would always be honest, like, hey, I do this on the side, you know, um, what's good. (laughs) So, so you're stating that after your start with sex work with your former partner, your ex, um, it, it, now you're more open to either an open relationship or a polyamorous dynamic, correct? Mm, Maybe not. Not polyamorous. Yeah, maybe not polyamory. Polyamory is when you're, it's like multiple relationships in one, correct? Yeah, so there's like, there's like a a main, so like... um, The primary partner. Yeah, primary partners, and then then there's like extensions or like side relationships, and sometimes they all live in the same house, sometimes, you know, one of them might be intimate, but the the other other ones might not be intimate with that one, so it's just a... But yeah. but all parties are aware of the relationships, correct? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so an open relationship means that you have just one partner, but you all have an agreement of sorts, yeah. right? You have a main partner, but you agree to entertain others, but you still mm-hmm. have that one relationship. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Like I could do an open relationship and friends with Bennett and friends with benefits with like side partners but polyamory i'm like i'm already worrying about one person like i can't worry about like five people you don't want like the emotions of like six people together in the yeah, house. but i know that rent is good honey they probably got low rent oh that rent cheap child <laughs> oh my god we need the cheap rent six people going on. six oh people in the house mm. 
not six people in the house. Well, you have made wonderful, wonderful points. Um, are there any like last thoughts that you have or anything else that you want to say? I know we're, we have about six minutes left and I know you have to um, carry on with your evening and I do want to be mindful of your time. Is there any like like last points that you want to make or any, any juicy points that you want to make for our audience? If you want to film with me, my at, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, let me get on here and find some collaborators. Child. <laughs> That was a good one. I like that. <laughs> I can't really think of any. I can't really think of anything. All like, all like, all I know is that like, if anyone is interested in going down this line of work, you mm. know, be safe, protect. Yeah. Your what's system. some advice? Yeah. Let's do that. What's what's yeah some, yeah. Uh, protect yourself be safe I know the limelight is very attractive to a lot of people and so like you know I've seen like 18 year olds on like doing this stuff and I'm always like mm -hmm. you know because it's like they have so much other I mean sex you know kids are gonna have sex regardless right. but like um, sometimes there isn't always that like big brother big sister thing going on with a lot of content creators and so I have seen oftentimes we're like these 40 30 year olds will like reach out to and this is another thing in the, in the twitter in the twitter world mm -hmm. the content creators like they sh they shade the guys that hook up with just like the 18 year olds because there's a it is like borderline yeah because p word, p -word for you to p word p word p word right because <laughs> there's a there's a platform for that like people like watching older men with younger guys and so like the the older guys i'm not going to say their names but like these content creators will like reach out to these like 18 year olds or these like borderline uh teen twinks you know like who fresh just out of high school yeah yeah and like you know the girls will drag them or like somebody will be like oh this person has been talking to me since i was 16 so like it happens you know um we're, like what is we're, like grooming them grooming, grooming them the thank you time and then wait until they turn to 18. yeah to film and that happens them. to boys too correct yes yes oftentimes and so and if anyone's interested in doing this type of stuff, just be careful and be safe um, and have, you know, most importantly, have fun um, and, and keep your private life private. If, you know, did, did this freeze? Is this thing It on? did freeze. It's freezing. I don't know what's happening. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Okay. It's froze, but I'm still here. So we're going to pray that it all works out because it's okay, still freeze. recording. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I just think that like, um, you know, have fun um, above all else and, um, you know, keep your lives private. Um, I'm not going to say too much, but like a previous job that I did have, um, it, I got into a little bit of trouble with my Twitter because people are like really bored with their lives and, you know, they, you know, misery loves company. And so like, just be very private with your lives, you know, make sure you block people that you don't want seeing there. Like, um, oh, okay. I'm here. We're here. Last words. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's about it. You know. Um, well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on to my podcast and agreeing to do this. And I hope this was a space where you felt like good about this and you felt mm -hmm. that you could, you know, express yourself and, and share with us how how this is from your perspective. You know, because a part a part of having you here is I really not only just curiosity, but I really wanted to shed light to people who do sex work and show that there is a humanity there. You all are human. We all are human. And 
you all are capable and it's and and not just capable but you all are already capable of doing so much and you all already do a lot as is right because there are a lot of misconceptions about sex workers rather you're a street girl lady of the night walking the block on Santa Monica and La Brea girl hopping in a taxi Mm -hmm. or you're an OnlyFans in the safety of your home you get Mm -hmm. what I'm saying Right. It's, it's, it's different it's levels to this right mm-hmm. but every everyone has a start and everyone has a story mm-hmm. so thank you for giving us a pocket of your story I know we, we didn't get like the full thing about all of you but mm-hmm. thank you for giving us a snippet of who you are um, with my podcast and the perfect blend so thank you for coming thank you for having me Kay it's always a treat kikiing and talking with you Yes, yes, yes. So I'm going to end it here. I'm going to stop the recording, but you stay on, okay? <laughs> All right, let me wrap this up. How do I hold on? Hold on. Let me stay on. <laughs>